We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I just like the sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Getting it early if you're a Patreon member. If not, welcome. Thursday. It's lit. Alan, what it do, baby? Yo. We are back. Uh, a little bit of a different setup because, man, I can't wait until we get a studio. It's the next thing that I'm really working on come the summertime. I feel like every time I see you say this. Yeah, I'm you know, I'm big on the secret. I'm big on the four agreements. Put it out in the atmosphere. Okay. Laws of attraction, so I want to get it out there. Uh, and I, I want people to understand that the support for the show, it's going towards a good cause because I'm tired of setting shit up, moving things around, the lights, the cameras, all that. It's just a hassle as Alan is sitting in the, the home office and he sees how chaotic it could get. But, um, Alan, uh, are you going to miss football or what? Or are you excited for the XFL? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> so to my man, Justice, who we had a couple weeks ago, but no, I get burnt out by football. I think it's always good to have a break. I think... Especially when you're just constantly watching every week. You just want to detox a bit. So, no, I usually, when football scene is over, I'm pretty happy. I'm like, all right, time to watch. There's so much stuff else going on out there. You know, you got basketball is picking up. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury's in a few weeks. I love that Fox was promoting the hell out of that. That's going to be a crazy fight. There's just so much sports going on. I just think there's always a good bounce with it. Yeah, wow. Yo, isn't Wilder Fury the, 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 this weekend? No, 22nd. Oh, 22nd. Oh, nice. So I have three weekends coming up where I got plans now. I love it. We got sick, we got Jones Reyes this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that one. We got, uh, well, I, I got my buddy Dom. Shout out to Dom. He's getting married. Dom is the originator of the congrats. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the congrats story, right? I don't know if I know the full story. But okay, I all right. So look, uh, everyone that's listening to the show, they've heard this before, right. but you know our fantasy league. You've been to our drafts yeah. a lot of times. It's very competitive. I love our league. Right. It's very legendary, but our league is awesome. It's a very sharp league. In particular, Dom. Yeah, it's a very um, it's a very passionate league. Uh, relationships have been damaged because of this league. Yikes! And 
it's important to note that I am a back-to-back champion in this league. Only person that's won three times. So all of you politely suck the left. Speaking of which, back to our league. It's a live draft. Everyone always comes together. It's a good time. But Dom cares about the league the most of everyone. I show that I care about the league so much trolling Dom and trolling my friends because I tell them all the time that, yeah, I'm the best fantasy player you guys know. Like, mm-hmm. it's without question. You know, I'm in one league and I win it every year. Yeah. And over the years, I've, like, narrowed down my fantasy leagues because, dude, it's just too chaotic. I, I Yo, 2015, I played in 12 leagues, dude. I got a headache just thinking about that. I made the playoffs in seven of them. Brandon Marshall scores a touchdown in the first round of the playoffs. I'm celebrating. He's killing me on five teams. It's God. like, I can't. I was like, I can't do this. So I've yeah. narrowed it down to at most two leagues. But for the most part this year, I play in one league. Mm-hmm. So Dom, it would be uh, Thursday night football. The game start at 820. 828 if he has, um, has Derrick Henry going. And Derrick Henry has... 1.3 points after the first quarter. He writes, "Oh, Alan, you beat me, man. Congrats." Oh god. I <laughs> and, hate those kind of plays. And if you and if you have if you have an iPhone, congrats shoots the confetti. Oh my god. So it's become like a running thing. We're like, "Congrats, congrats." It'd be like 107 and like Michael Thomas catches a 40-yard pass and Dom is playing on Michael Thomas. He's like, "Oh man, game over. Congrats." God, I hate people like that. So it's uh it's his wedding in two weeks so shout out to him shout out to lisa and shout out to congrats the guy's a game changer he came up with legend too don came up with legend legend oh is yeah it's very yeah, apropos hilarious. I, I know don best for picking two tight ends and two defenses in, in his first eight picks in a no tight end league <laughs> yo like dave gettleman right there that is dave gettleman yo shout out to uh shout out to don but speaking of dave gettleman off season's coming up oh boy <laughs> all right he has he has a lot of money to spend. There are a few teams that have a lot of money to spend. Right, right, right. I want to list off some of these teams, man. And here what we're going to do is just, you know, thoughts on the offseason right now. We're a couple of days removed from the Super Bowl. We're, we're a day removed from the Super Bowl, I should say. But let me just list you, Alan, the top five salary space for these teams um, as I have it right here. Okay, so we have the, where is it, sport, okay, so do you know any of them? Do you want to, like, take a guess? Well, Giants have to be up there. I'm going to say the Dolphins are up there. Bengals. Um, there's one that caught me by surprise, dude. Bucks? No. no. Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. Can you believe that one? Man. They're really good at making moves, too. The New York Giants have $61 million. The Dallas Cowboys are on this list, too. That's a little surprising. That's also factoring in that they haven't made a decision for Dak Dak, Prescott. Yeah. Okay. Top salary caps. Uh, You actually mentioned the Bucs. You were right. So it's the Miami Dolphins, $93 million. Colts, $86 million. Bucs, $85 million. Bills Mafia, $81 million. Wow. Cowboys 74, Giants 61. And there's a common theme with a lot of these teams, right? Then you have Seahawks 59, Broncos 58, Texans 56, Jets 55. A lot of them have quarterbacks on rookie contracts or a lot of them Unsettled. are cor- yeah, currently paying a quarterback. Off the top of your head, of those 10 teams, which one do you think can make a leap into being a playoff team? Maybe maybe one that wasn't a playoff team. So you're not allowed to say Seattle. Uh, off this list and like the Bills yeah well I think kind of like last year Colts come to mind because everyone rates that coaching staff so highly they have top five offensive line they have playmakers you know defensively and offensively I would say just right now the Colts just trying to figure out the quarterback position I always liked Jacoby Brissett but I think it's pretty obvious he is not a franchise quarterback so it'll be interesting to see what route they go. Like, will they possibly take a chance on like a Phil Rivers, who, you know, while we were away from the pockets for a few weeks, Chargers announced they are not going to resign him. Which I can understand why at this point, because I think Rivers is damaged goods. But I think if any team could get the most at Phil Rivers, it would be something like the Colts, mm-hmm. where they have that stabilized offensive line. But the Colts probably could get another playmaker or two when it comes to like receivers. I do like what they have at tight end, Ty, and you know they got some players in the secondary as well. But I think the Colts have to stand out just because 
they're a year removed from the playoffs, and you know they have a really good uh, infrastructure between Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. Yeah, I was going to mention Chris Ballard if you didn't. I think a team that jumps off to me is, man, if you look at firepower offensively, I think Tampa Bay with those two wide receivers, I know those two wide receivers really are the firepower. Um, running game, it's like one week it's Peyton Barber, then two weeks it's Ronald Jones. Jones, Jones showed some proof. Jones, yeah. yeah. Winston, 30-30. Well, who's going to be a quarterback next year? I don't think Winston's coming back. So. You don't think so? No. I think Rivers is another that's another possible spot for Rivers, but I don't think that's a good fit. That's not exactly the greatest offensive line issue, there. Not just that, but Rivers has no arm strength, and Arians loves pushing the ball down. Feel like you, if you watch Phil Rivers this year, you notice a lot of his interceptions. Okay, some of them were just inexplicably thrown into double coverage, but a lot of them were passes downfield, and the ball just died, and defensive backs just capitalized on it. Like that Chiefs game was just atrocious, and there's probably a couple other ones that come to mind. So I don't think that's a good fit. Maybe Tampa just drafts a quarterback spot, but I think Bruce Arians is fed up with Jameis. You got to figure when the Bucks, Cowboys figure out what they're going to do at quarterback, they're going to fall out of the top 10. Well, Cowboys, yeah. I'm surprised Tennessee's not up there. No, Tennessee is not up okay, there. Because they're, they're going to bring back Tannehill. Yeah, and they got to re-sign Derrick Henry. True. That's a, that's a big one there, too. Um, do you want to talk about the Super Bowl, the two Super Bowl teams, just what their offseason looks like as far as – um, just like cap space situation and notable free agents. Well, I know San Fran. We talked about last episode. Ark Armstead, Sanders, a free agent as well. Yeah, Sanders, yeah. Jimmy Ward, Armstead. Ooh, Jimmy Ward's a big part of the notable defense. free agents. Matt Breida, restricted free agent, cut candidates. Tart, Jarek yeah. McKinnon, who I feel bad for. Oh man, I was so excited for him. Yeah, a lot of people were, dude. Uh, got uh, Goodwin and Pettis. Um, and then decisions that they got to make is Kittle worth probably like how much you think Kittle would go for whatever he wants. So like Kittle's probably going to be debating like, yo, I'm a number one wide receiver. He should come in receiver money. Remember Jimmy Graham was talking about how he should, he should get receiver money, which at the time I could get it. But Kittle, man, he could come in like left tackle money the way he blocks. Yeah, like, he's just such a multi-dimensional weapon. Like you gotta make sure. I think he's- I think I'd be comfortable paying Kittle like. 14 million yeah sounds about right i know it's a little crazy for the tight end but i think that's that's definitely viable if austin hoopers can get 10 million which sounds likely then kittle deserves 14 million on the flip side sammy watkins a do you know how much of a cap hit he is a 12 million 21 (laughs) chris jones is probably gonna be a franchise tag I'm reading right here from a Chiefs P writer. He's not going to be thrilled about that, but that's what happens in your productive D lineman. Happened to Grady Jarrett, happened to Marcus Lawrence. Notable free agents Breland, Fuller, Wisniewski, Jones, Pinnell, and Matt Moore. Fuller, they got in the Alex Smith trade. He hasn't been quite as good as I thought they would be. And they got that kid Fenton that kind of balled off. Yeah, he definitely emerged. Not too many losses there. I think Kansas State's pretty stabilized. If anything, I'm just going to probably get offensive linemen. I think they could use another offensive lineman or two. Do you think of um, – let me ask you this question. Because every year you have turnover from teams that made the playoffs and then you know those teams don't all make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This year you had four new teams that made the playoffs that they didn't the year before. I think it's been like a trend of like at least four new teams in the playoffs year in, year out. Alan, get comfortable. Turn around yeah, if you need to also. Uh, lean back. Just be, please be careful. Don't knock this thing down that the <laughs> Patreon members helped uh, get for us. <laughs> but um, – what team do you think, if you had a gun to your head right now, um, of the playoff teams this year, would you not expect to be in the playoffs next year? And if you want, give me one from each side. Man. I have one in mind right now. Man. Man, I really like all these playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a but it's not, but it's not, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, never does. Hey, I think the bill, the bill is still work to do. I think they're... They're very limited offensively. I think with a harder schedule, I could see them kind of regressing by Chicago. I'm just not a Josh Allen guy. He's entertaining, but I don't think Josh Allen, what he's doing is sustainable right now. So if I had to pick one, it would probably be the Bills. And then NFC-wise, man, like I, Gary Kubiak's going to be the offensive court in Minnesota. I think Minnesota has another chance to be pretty damn good next year. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I really still like Philly too. I like all the teams in NFC, but if I had to pick one, 
Am I going to go against Seattle again? I guess well, I that's have. my pick. <laughs> but I feel like we do this every year with Seattle. They're going to better regress and then they don't regress. Right, right. But I, I think this year, um, my thing, one possession games, 10 and 2 in one score games. As, as a Russell answer. Wilson was a career 500 quarterback in one score games. This wow. year goes 10 and 2. There's going to be regression. Look at what the chart. I guess the might as well at this year. point. It's just, you know, and also you got to think that division is going to be a lot better, man. I think the Rams are going to bounce Arizona's back. Arizona is going to be good. Arizona is going to be sneaky. Yeah, and I think the Niners are going to be just fine. Yeah, I guess be... the, I guess Seahawks are probably your best choice because I think the Vikings with Gary Gary Kubiak, and I don't think they're losing too much either. I think the Vikings are set up, and plus his cousin's last year on his contract, so I think the Vikings are good enough where they're still well equipped to make a run in the AFC. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. That's pretty. I think I think a lot of it is just Watson magic. Yeah, defense is just not very. Defense good. is just not very good, they need, and they don't have draft picks. They don't. Yeah, Laramie Tunsil trade. They get Kenny Stills. Uh, they they well they got something in return for Jadavion Clowney, but I mean at this point you kind of figure you might have wanted to keep Clowney, no? Yeah, they got Bacarius Mingo and yeah. some other dude. <laughs> like they got anything for him, but it just Houston. They just haven't drafted well. The secondary is very exploitable. The linebackers line the right home. It's just, you know, back in, what, a few years ago, they had playmakers in all three areas of the defense. Now it's just like, okay, JJ's still there, and Merciless makes plays every now and then. But I think Merciless someone's better with a supporting cast guy like Melvin Ingram. And he, he can't be the main edge rusher, but if he's like your second or third guy, he could do damage. But, like, what else is there in Houston? There's no one really. Like they had to sign guys like. Or they trade for Conley from Oakland, then they signed Vernon Hartkeys. These are first round flops, and that was their secondary. Jonathan Joseph still playing after all these years. It's just there's not much there. So that's I think the big. I think Houston's a very good pick. It's just you know you, you see a tandem like Watson Hopkins. It's like man, they're still there. And I feel like the AFC South, no matter how much we talk about it, oh, it's improving. Houston still manages to be there. I think they've won the division, what, four of the last five years? Yeah. So have. that's why Bill O'Brien just keeps his job here and you're out. And, and Watson likes him. And Watson right. has Gave big him a cosign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't want him to have a cosign. What, uh, what team can you see making a leap to from no playoffs to getting a bye week? Because we saw it with a few teams. We saw the Packers do that. We saw the Niners do that. We saw, that's it, both yeah. on the NFC side. So, dude, it's just, it always happens. There's a team that goes 3x their win total. They surpass their win total from the year before, right? Niners won, what, four games last year? And mm -hmm. then they won 13, right? right? Or 12? Yeah. I think it was 13. Yeah. So, it's like you see that all the time. Now, obviously, we're doing this before free agency and the draft, but what... What team kind of towards the tail end, what's a team that, let's call them the Browns, a team that a lot of people were super excited and horny about towards the tail end of last season, and then you're going into this offseason and you're like, yo, a lot of Browns love, right? That was a team that didn't make the playoffs, but you looked at them and you're like, you know what? That team can make noise next year. Obviously, they didn't, but what's it? Is there any I, I team? I don't think there's any comparison this year. I'm just trying to go through divisions. There's no team that like started. <laughs> okay, maybe the Falcons did, but I don't think anyone's buzzing with the Falcons right now. I think one team that can make a leap if they get things right offensively is the Steelers. I think quite had a very good year. Now, granted, Javon Hargrave and Bud Dupree, are two key players in their front seven, are both free agents, and I'm not sure if they're gonna be able to pay. Them, but if you know Smith Schuster could bounce back after injury riddled season, you have guys like Washington and. Uh, Deontay Johnson that are emerging. Big Ben, we'll see how much he has left in the tank. But if they could just score enough points, like why can't Pittsburgh make a run? Because that defense clearly was top five caliber. That defense is definitely going to keep them in check. Do you think Big Ben could bounce back to being Big Ben? Yeah, that's my big concern because he was already declined before the injury. Well, I mean, he led the league in passing yards. The I think year passing yards most overrates that. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one too. But and you, know, you look at the weapons he had. But no, look, Big Ben's obviously a huge upgrade. He's whatever they, whatever he could bring was going to be better what they had currently. So that you have to take into account. And you assume that you they have such a young receiving corps, and Pittsburgh's notorious for drafting receivers too. So I think as long as they have a couple, get things right offensively, you know, decide what they want to be in terms of okay, do you want to be a little more run oriented or you want to get big Ben back to his 
uh, being more pass heavy because you know Connor was another player like Connor Smith Schuster got real bad injuries all year so I think Pittsburgh is a team to look out for because I was so impressed by what they did between the Fitzpatrick trade, TJ Watt, your guy just looking like an absolute monster at times. And you know, we'll see what happens to Hargrave and Dupree. I think they got to bring back at least one of those guys. But yeah, Pittsburgh and uh, what I'm blank on the linebacker. I always get them confused. Devin Bush. I get Bush and Devin White confused because they're both just. They both went top 10 also. They're both just they yeah. can move, man. God. So yeah, Pittsburgh, that would be probably my pick. All right, I have a I have one that shouldn't come to a surprise to you, but let's take a break real quick to do an ad read. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Ah, uh, yes. We're now going to take a break, guys, to tell you about a brand new sponsor for the program. And this one hits close to home because if you know anything about me, I'm a piece of shit. I am a degenerate. And bet online welcome. Fear not, everybody. Blue Wire is excited to partner up with bet online to help you win big no matter the time of the year if you missed your chance to bet on the super bowl between the chiefs and the niners we got march madness we got the masters a little golf i know some of you are into golf some of you have reached out and said hey lamb are you gonna talk about golf probably not but if i could bet on it i'll make it work major league opening day is right around the corner bet online has you covered for all your latest news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up plus if you guys are like me i'm already looking to lay that 80 to 1 odds on the new york football giants baby lay down your future bet for super bowl 2021 head over to betonline.ag use our promo code blue wire to revive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit it's super easy and you're already making wagers it's a fantastic way to support my show and blue wire again the promo code is blue wire b-l-u-e-w-i-r-e or one word when you sign up at betonline.ag bring your best bets home with bet online your online sports book experts okay alan hear me out all right just hear me out why can't one of these teams that make a leap be the new york giants you have no idea what to expect from the coaching staff uh which i'm loving so far i think it's funny to make fun of jason garrett it's funny to make fun of freddie kitchens and yeah, I laughed at them too when they were head coaches. But now they're not going to be head coaches. I love what I'm hearing from Joe Judge. Obviously, he's an unknown. The only non-coordinator to get a player of the year consideration. Uh, coach of the year, excuse oh, me. Coach of the yeah, year. Yeah, I was wondering where you are going with that. So, John Harbaugh won coach of the year. Yeah, well deserved. Uh, Joe Judge got a vote. All right. Just saying. Defensively, they have so many question marks. Absolutely. But can I give you a formula? We mentioned they have $66 million to spend. Offensively, what do you think is a need for them? Left tackle. There's a guy that I really want them to get. Conklin. I know he's a right tackle. Yeah. But, yeah, left tackle is a concern. But offensively, outside of that, the weapons are, I think, premier weapons, man. Obviously, the issue on them is their their health. Well, I don't know about Premier. Like, do they, like they don't have a true number one, but they do have playmakers. Like, I do like all of them. They have a bunch of B minus to B. Yeah, they're going to get open. Besides the running back, which yeah. is A plus. No, I, you know, I like their playmakers. It's just you know, one can they stay healthy because Shepard and Ingram, who I both really rate as talents, they're you know they could do a lot. And you know, I know it's a weird fit, Golden Tate, but still, Golden Tate brings excitement. You know, you're going to get big plays at Golden Tate and Slayton's obviously your vertical threat. So, no, they're fun offensively. It's just I don't know what to expect from Jason Garrett at this point. He's been so underwhelming. How is he going to be as a play caller? And then defensively, they essentially don't have much. So, their their blueprint, and there's another team like a Tampa Bay that I think they should follow the same blueprint. Where you know Tampa Bay, they don't have a quarterback under a rookie contract, which we talked about it how. In the last 10 Super Bowls, six have featured quarterbacks that were on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. It's a big advantage to have Daniel Jones being on a rookie contract. But I think if you're the Giants, if you're a team like the Giants, the Tampa Bay, if you're a team maybe like a um, 
not the Chargers because the Chargers have a lot of big guys in their salary and their def- defense is talented. Why not follow the blueprint of what Green Bay did this year? Green Bay spent every single draft pick on defense, and they brought in five new starters defensively in free agency. Oh, it worked out, yeah. They hit home runs on the Smith guys. They uh, Amos. Amos. They got a premier corner in Alexander who, you know, they drafted, but he mm-hmm. took the next step also. Yeah. I know the Giants have a lot of issues, and I know I'm a Giants fan, but I think that there's a roadmap to them. That division is – there's a lot of unknown in that division. Oh, definitely too. is unknown. You know, like the Eagles – they underachieved this year, and they're going to have a first-place schedule. What's going to happen with Deshaun Jackson? Carson Wentz, people are still skeptical about him, though I think he's uh, a, a top-five quarterback in the league. thing is I trust Philly to make the right moves. They consistently get it right for the but most part. But they kind of let me down. One of my biggest disappointments, man, this year was Philly, both from not pulling the trigger at the trade deadline. You know, they clearly needed a corner. I guess they just down the right fit. They clearly want Ramsey, but I don't think they want to give up two first rounders, which is understandable because they're so good at drafting. I think not. They realize, look, we're probably not going to win it all this year. Let's just you know, see where it goes. While the Rams just went all in, and now look at the Rams. You know, when, when's the next year going to have a first round pick? Meanwhile, their offensive line's a complete disaster. So at the Eagles, they know, okay, long term plan. Like Howie Roseman knows what he's doing. So I don't really fault them too much for that. I just think injuries kind of decimated them and. Um, just I don't know. There was a couple of freak losses in there. I think they'll be fine. I trust what they're doing there. It's just I, you know, I have no idea what to expect from Dallas and then Giants. It's just we'll see what they, they do with the money. It's just I don't know how you could trust Gettleman at this point. Yeah, no, nah, that's the biggest concern too. Yeah. That's a big concern. How would you? How, how are you going to remember the 2019 football season? Because I think now, especially with you know, everyone talks about offensively, just you know what the innovations like with these play calls. I think it kind of went down a little bit this year. Of course, Shannon still did his thing, and you saw you know the rise of Lamar with Greg Roman, Harbaugh, but it's not like you know the takeover with Sean McVay like that. I think just dominated this year. It was just of course you had Lamar, but I think we saw a little more balance. We saw teams look at what the Vikings and Titans did this Wild Card Weekend. It was cool seeing running backs take the running workload. backs mattering. Yeah, which I know it's such a huge debate, especially looking at Damian Williams and Mozart undrafted running backs. But I just think when it comes to the whole running backs thing, you need to have the right, not just infrastructure and the offensive line, but it's just, you need to have like a true innovative play caller. Like, you can't just put, say, um, like if Mozart played under Jason Garrett or Freddie Kitchens, who knows what could happen? Well, you know, this guy's like Christian McCaffrey could be productive wherever, but if you imagine Christian McCaffrey was like Andy Reid or Kashan, be bananas. But I think when it comes to running backs marrying, it depends on what offense they're in rather than, you know, just, oh, they don't matter. It's like, no, it depends on what the scenario is. So I do think it was cool seeing certain teams around their running games beating teams like New England, New Orleans to establish powerhouses, teams that compete for Super Bowl, you know, consistently. It was, it was nice to see some new blood. Yeah. You know, some new old blood, right? Like the Chiefs have been around for a long time, but they haven't gone to a Super Bowl in 50 years. No. San Francisco... They haven't been in a Super Bowl since Kaepernick was the quarterback for them. And they kind of like, you know, they, they peaked then and then they kind of fell off. There was, they were competitive, but they were winning six games or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you have this new regime come in. And it was nice to not see New England again. Yeah. To not see, you know, the, the, the Saints make a deep playoff run. Though, you know, I do think, man, the Saints. That's a big Austin story right there. The Saints, I think, yeah, because... At one point, do you maybe think of moving on from Drew Brees? Well, I think he's going to come back for one more year. It's just they consistently go all in, and it's just like the all in is it's just, they're falling short. And so many heartbreaking losses, man. Yeah, the three. And yo, you know what? Listen, I know, I know the Superdome is a tough place to play. They're zero two in their last two games in the Superdome when it mattered the most. Okay, well, one of those is super controversial, right? Well, they they got to play by the Vikings. They definitely deserve to lose that if. You know, Vikings were in dingo ultra conservative. They, I think they could have put those Saints away, but it's not like they got manhandled in those games, though. But I do go, you mean it's like, oh, New Orleans is a intimidating environment. But hey, we say the same thing about Baltimore. Look, their last two playoff games in Baltimore, they've lost. Super Bowl winners leading rusher by salary since 2009. Oh, boy. Oh, are you ready to hear oh some fucking God. legendary names? Analytic nerds are going crazy right now. Okay, because I'm of a believer where I wouldn't pay a running back. Yeah, which I think most people agree with. And, you know, I'm 
going to sound like a hypocrite when I want the Giants to play Saquon Barkley in two years. When it's he's all like, about the talent. But it's, it is, yeah. yeah. There are exceptions to the rules, mm-hmm. I understand. But, you know, like the Todd Gurley thing, which I think is going to be an interesting storyline also. Ooh. Because Todd Gurley seemed like after week 11 he was fine. They just unleashed them, which was... It's such a mysterious thing what's going on there. Like, no one knows what the answer was. Because, hey, remember this time last year, you know, why did C.J. Anderson get more carries than Todd Gurley? Yeah, and then even, you know, like in the red zone where... I remember reading something from Dr. Chow, the football doctor. Oh, he said show. the reason why Gurley isn't getting red zone carries is because those are high-impact carries inside the five. Right. There's a lot of collisions. They, We're like, people worry about his knees. When you're on like the 30, you're 30, it's like you know things are spread out. You have four wide receiver sets. It's a little different. So I think the Gurley line, I think that LA, I think both LA teams are very compelling. What the hell are the Chargers going to do at quarterback? Oh, please get Jameis Winston. No. Just for fun. <laughs> just, just for comedic purposes. Nah, bro. They should get Cam, son. I think Cam's staying in Carolina. I think all indications are pointing towards Cam staying in Carolina. Yo, if I'm Cam, I'm like, yo, fuck you guys. I'm out after what you guys... After you tried to sell me that Kyle Allen is the future. Well, it's, a, hold on, it's a new regime, man. I get it. I get it. Totally get it. I understand. And he's big in the community. With, uh, but the issue is with Carolina, okay, Thomas Davis. Oh, well, not Thomas Davis. Oh, Keekly retired. Greg uh, Olson. Yeah, it's just They're moving they, they showed a picture of like Caroline from three years ago, and almost everyone's gone from yeah. there. So that Cam's like one of the remaining figures. But yo, I would love to see Cam on like a trail. Oh, that would be oh, it would be a perfect fit, but I just I don't But th- think about like LA, right? LA. You need star power, you need swagger to it i know but i don't see the charges the organization that pull the trigger they're a very conservative organization but why not aren't they like a win now kind of roster in a way but i don't know how much you can go up for a quarterback that's had three surges as far as i love cam newton as much as the next person but cam newton there's major question marks now like i'm not sure if a team's willing to just trade accumulation of draft picks because i think the charges realize you know, we still have to, you know, we have to draft better. Do you, do you fall into this trap about having to sell tickets and having to get people to show up to your games? Because I think Cam, I think why Brady was so interesting for the Chargers was because people might say, yo, the Chargers don't really got no sex appeal to them. We like Eckler. I think it's a location issue with the Chargers. Right? They, yeah, they play no in a business. soccer stadium. Yeah, That's but they're, a opening up, in LA. they're opening up a new arena too, oh, okay. a new oh, stadium. So yeah. it's like, yo, you're going to have the billboard up. And it's like, yo, if you have Brady or Cam, I think that's intriguing. I know LA is just a tough market, man. My best friend now lives there, and it, he says like Sunday is like he's a Giants fan, but he even says he wakes up, he's like, okay, I'll watch. But you know, it's just LA is just a place where it's like, unless it's like USC football or the Lakers, they really no one really like, cares. No, it's just dude, they do their own thing over yeah. there. Like, yeah, people, bro, it's like people, 80 people, degrees people, all year round. People think the Rams are big there. No, the Rams are big there when you know they're a contender. But once the Rams cut fall off, like that Ravens play uh, Monday night game we were watching here. Oh yeah. Like after that, they're like, all right, who cares now? Like it's just that's a crazy market to be in, especially for football, because they've been so avid for so long. So I don't think any big name would. Okay, getting a guy like Cam or Brady would be big, but. It's just I don't think the Chargers as an organization would make such a move I mean, for Cam Brady. Obviously, is a free agent, but you know what's that going to be like? You know, because we're hearing now links to him being with the Raiders. Like, we got super sidetracked off this uh, uh, running backs rushing leader. All right, oh, I'm going to give you. Uh, no, it's okay. I'm going to give you the year and I'm going to give you the team, okay. and I want you to try to name the player. Okay, I'm fascinated by this. There, there's spoiler legends. Okay. Like legends of the bad kind, a little little good kind too. But all right, 2010, 2009, 2010, Saints. Pierre Thomas. Yes, four hundred sixty thousand. Falcons killer. Okay, the next year, Packers. Ooh, Ryan Grant. No, it's my boy, James Stark. Wow, he was a- Buffalo baby. At first, I was gonna say Sammy Congado. Three. Wow, <laughs> three hundred twenty thousand. Twenty eleven, New York Giants. Who was the leading rusher? For for a bulldog. I love Amat Bradshaw, but he was healthy in that? Okay, because Amat Bradshaw, he was injured at times. Bradshaw, 1.5. Ravens in 2012. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks. This one's going to be hard. I don't think you're going to get this one. Seahawks in 2013. Wait, Beast Mode wasn't there? Beast Mode was there. He was not the leading rusher in that game. Oh, he was injured? Um, No, no, no. He played, but he wasn't the leading rusher. I can't wait. Like Robert Turbin? Nope. Was not a running back. Percy? Percy Harvey. Hey, yo, Percy Brandon. Okay, uh, Patriots, 2014. Oh, God. It's, it's going to say Kevin Falk. But, but by the way, I didn't mention, 
Ray Rice, $2 million cap hit. Percy Harvin, $2.5 million cap hit. Well, that trade, they traded first rounder for Percy Harvin. Patriots, 2014, $730,000. Oh, LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. There Broncos, the year after, 585000 Mentioned him before, like four four minutes ago with Gurley. Oh, CJ Anderson. CJ oh, Anderson. Man. Okay. This one is a back to back played on two different teams. Twenty sixteen with the Pats, twenty seventeen. Oh Blau, baby. Yo, Garrett Blau, yeah. he, he had a hell of a run. Patriots had Sony Michelle, four hundred eighty thousand last year, and then Damian Williams, one point fifty. Man, if the Falcons were one and Freeman was still on his rookie contract too, so you could have used that, but Falcons. It's uh. just it's just hard, man. It's look. I say it all the time. It's a position where I totally, totally feel the running back. Yeah. And I totally, totally feel the organization. Yeah, it's 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 so hard to balance because you look at a guy like McCaffrey or Derrick Henry or Saquon Barley, it's like these guys are just they're superstars, man. Or even a guy like Nick Chubb or Dalvin Cook. But it's just this organization's like do, do you have the front office where they're gonna be ruthless where it's just like I really don't care? Or you could be like the Patriots where it's just like, Okay, we'll let you go. Chandler Jones, you might be extraordinary pass rusher and he still is Shannon Jones still pump at certain numbers but we just don't want to pay you yeah like there's some organizations like that like the Patriots they're just ruthless while there's other organizations like the Panthers that have a big problem like Marty Herney infamously gave big money to D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart and they won like one game the next year where is Antonio Brown gonna fall on you remembering 2019 okay I thought Team wise, I was oh, like, no, I was no, like, no, I was no, like, no, that's no, no. beyond. I, th- I think he's out that's of the beyond I irrelevant. Um, wait, sorry. Like 2019, when you think of 2019, how far down the list do you have to go before you think about the entire Antonio Brown saga? I tried to erase that in my mind, but I can understand why it's such a big story because looking back from what 2014, 15, if the best receiver league, it's either him or Julio for this long. Like those two were competing with each other. Say we want by Antonio Brown. This guy struck fear into defenses. He's mm-hmm. trying to single cover him. Even a guy like Chris Harris, who's been oh, as consistent as it gets, he got roasted. By I really him. think I, I think that game against Denver in Pittsburgh and the game he had against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the division around the playoffs. Right, against Boye. I think and Ramsey. Ramsey he gave well, both yeah. of them the goods. I think those are his two best performances. Now, he might have had bigger games stat-wise, but as far as like literally dominating premier corners, like if you could do that against like Aaron Ross, congrats. And I love Aaron Ross. I saw two Super Bowls out of Aaron Ross. I get that. But if you're going to do that against Aaron Ross, cool. But when you're doing it against like PFF's number one corner since like 2012 is like Chris Harris is like top four or five. And then obviously Ramsey and Bouye, what they were doing that year with the Jaguars, and he just completely dogged them. I think that's you know it's crazy. His last game for the Steelers, he put up like twelve catches for one fifty and two T's against the Saints, and a lot of those against Lattimore. And then he got injured last week, and that's when all the drama started. They're like, "Oh, you want to play? We need you for this game." And you know, that's when all the, I guess that's when things kind of fell apart between them. But look, when it comes to Tim Brown, he was so much fun to watch. But at this point, it's just he buried himself time and time again. I'm going to remember 2019 for big production, man. I think what Lamar Jackson did was super cool. Russ. What what Russ was doing, what McCaffrey did. Dalvin. Dalvin. Michael Thomas setting the yeah. single season record. Tight ends. Like, dude, George, like George Kittle, like what he's done. Just, man, because we, we joke around about it as a blocker, but you know, come, when it comes as a receiver, too. Some, like the way, after a catch, I think that's another thing we should talk about more. Just players after a catch, like but the fact that they have him and Debo Samuel, like these guys do not go down initial contact. They will go another four or that five kid, yards. Debo's gonna be a problem next year. Oh my god, he's only gonna continue to be. A and Shan's gonna be like, oh no, we need to get this guy carries at least two, three times a game, and they're gonna probably get eight to twelve yards, if not more. So I think that's another cool thing we see with football. It's just okay. A lot of these players get yards after catch, but it's not just because they're explosive and you know they're very agile. It's no, they could just run you over. They're these big bodies now, and they just go overpower you. Whether it's Derrick Henry or a guy like George Kittle. Last thing I want to end on: very early pick for a Super Bowl matchup next year from now. I know, very generic radio talking point. Chiefs. I can't believe I'm going to go back to him. Chiefs Saints. Wow. Wow. Chiefs, and I've just been on the Chiefs, and I don't think there's anything that's going to, you know, Mahomes could get paid this offseason, but he doesn't need to. Like, they're not, 
They're a small organization. They know they're right, right. But they're not they're not being forced to. It's not a Dak Prescott situation mm-hmm. where you got to pay this guy. Right. right. I think Pat Mahomes is a blank check guy. I think he goes to the Hunt family, and the Hunts are like, "Here you go, just whatever you want. You want one percent of the organization? <laughs> Good." But I do think the Chiefs. I'm excited to see what Baltimore is going to do with with Lamar now. Second year as a full time starter is going to be interesting. But, man, it's going to be hard to pick against the Chiefs. They have pretty much everyone that's important coming back. And then, like, you know, Sammy Watkins played a big role in the playoffs. But I feel like that offense, dude, if you can run 4-3, they'll find something for you. Dude, they mentioned they got someone like Robbie Anderson because I'm looking at the free agents right now. By the way, A.J. Green's a free agent. Like, Yeah, Robbie how Anderson, can the, How can the Ravens not jump in on that? You know, and then you got Mari, although who knows what's happened to Mari because I'm looking at some of the free agents. Like, you know, if you, even if you need a tight end, say like Hunter Henry and Austin Hooper, same draft class. Now they're both tight ends. Uh, they're both free agents. So I think if you're desperate for a playmaker, there are a lot of options here. That and edge rusher. Read, read, read a couple of names over there that jump out to you. Just says, you know, just like. I'm not going to talk about quarterbacks because I feel like everyone. No, no, knows that's fine. Yeah. But what, like, what are some guys that you think could be? I know everyone's talking about Yonk and I think that's a big one. Yo, please, <laughs> Gettleman. Please. He's 25 years old. He's a premier pass rusher in the league. He might he's, be the most explosive edge rusher in the oh, league. Please. For the love of the football gods. And he's not coming back to Jacksonville. He already knows. No, like, like, I, th- like Shaquille, I think Shaquille Barrett's going back to Tampa. But And and I said this when the Bucks, sorry, when the Jaguars drafted Josh Allen, it was insurance for this guy. Yeah. Josh Allen, dude, Josh Allen put up monster numbers. Yo, Max Crosby balled out too for the Raiders. There was a couple, they got votes. Yeah, they got votes. No one's going to top Bosa. Right, right. But if if you look at someone like the quarterback pressures, like Max Crosby had more than Bosa. I think he had like one less forced fumble, but had uh, an additional sack over him. But, But what I'm trying to say is Josh Allen was insurance and smart organizations. I know Jacksonville is not the smartest, but... Smart organizations, they build on strengths. Uh-huh. It's what was the downfall for the New York Giants. The Giants had, we were talking about it before we started recording, mm-hmm. how the Giants, 07 to 11, very, very good defensive line. Sorry, very, very good offensive line. A lot of pro bowlers and all pros, elite pass rushers. Right. And then what they do? Let's try and draft a corner and a safety. And we need David Wilson running back. And we need wide receivers. Yeah. And then what happens? Your strength completely collapses. And then what happens? Oh, now we're going to draft. Now we have the receivers. We got Odell. We got Sterling Shepard. We got Ingram. But our offensive line sucks. Yeah, we could draft Eric Flowers. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) So so that's the thing, though. Like, smart organizations, they build on the... Yo, the Chiefs didn't need a quarterback. No. But they're like, yo, he's the best player available, and he's going to set us up for the future. And then, if you view someone that has a really good prospect, someone that can't miss, yeah, pull the trigger. That's what. That's why I give the Carlos Hunch praise. Like, dude, forget Josh Rose. If we see Kyler Murray as a real answer, do it. Yeah, you have to. I do want to mention though. Like, you want to talk about like, there are a lot of edge rushers out there. Like Bud Dupree, we mentioned Matthew Judah, who had a breakout year at the Ravens. Uh, Dante Fowler, who is. I think ever since leaving Jacksonville, he's done pretty well at the Rams. So if you need a pass rusher. And the Rams can't keep everybody, man. Oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty obvious. Uh, but, yeah, there are. I'd say edge rushers are very you know, very much a position if you need it. Uh, go after it. So that's one. But then I think there's also a lot of receivers and tight ends as well. So not so much secondary. Look, I think like James Bradbury. Oh, Byron Jones. Dallas is a team, you know, Cooper and Byron Jones are two corner, you know, cornerstones right there. So, you know, everyone talks about Dallas because they're in the limelight, but, you know, they got some decisions that have to be made. I like Van Noy also. Now, I don't know how much of that is going to be success because of. I feel Belichick just made that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. McCoy's a free agent. Damn. He's 33, though. New England, we were talking about New England, like possibly them declining. Yeah, they have a lot of free agents as well. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you from right now. I'm not picking them to win the East. Oh, you're all. Yeah, I feel like you're all in on Buffalo. If you said the Jets, <laughs> dude, man, I don't know what's with you in New York teams. I don't think you realize like how both New York teams are how badly they're being run right now. <laughs> both the Giants and Jets. Until certain individuals are gone, I am not having any faith in them. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I do look. I do think. I do think that. Put it this way, I don't think the Patriots win the AFC East next year. All right. That's my that's my steaming hot take right. two days removed from the Super Bowl. All right. Let's see. You know? Um, all right. Is there anything anyone else you want to mention? Um uh, I know you mentioned Anthony Harris. He had a breakout year. That's a solid safety. 
And speak of Harris, Chris Harris. I feel like Chris Harris has always been Denver. He's, he's been like hostage. Yeah. John always like, I don't care what draft pick. Because you're talking about Eagles. Eagles, yeah. I think we're interested in, but who knows? Yeah, can I give you the, the scenario to get the 13-3 and three if you're the Giants? I don't think you have the cash space to do this, but go ahead. Ngakwe, right? Yeah. Anthony Harris. Okay. You get Chris Harris. Okay. Get, now you have the Harris brothers as opposed to the Smith brothers. Okay. You get Van Noy. Yeah. And then you... Uh, so you get, want three guys in their prime that could command significant money, a uh, rotational piece. We did it before. Yeah. We did it before when we br- broke the bank on these on these kind of players. That's true. Vernon, Jenkins, Snacks. That's true. Right? You take Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson at number four. But, oh, I'm feeling erect already. But, but what's going to happen when Gettleman gives Leonard Williams $11 million a year? <sighs> My heart just sank. You gotta get those three, four DNs, baby. Yo, they're gonna they're gonna pay him because they gave up draft pieces for him. God, Jeff fans. That's the one thing Jeff fans could say. <laughs> That's the one thing they did right. But how's it the one time they make a trade with each other, they get absolutely fleeced? Dave Gettleman, folks. And and yo, I liked. I didn't like. I didn't like the trade, but I'm not ready to give up on Leonard Williams. But then when he comes out and says he wants money like Aaron Donald. Yeah, come that on is now. Not gonna happen, but bro, we got all offseason event of us. We're venting a little bit right now, but look, <laughs> I, don't know what to I just want eight wins. Can I get eight wins? Oh, in that division, get eight wins. I just want eight wins. Yeah. Can, can I go to a Giants game post Thanksgiving and have it mean something? Oh man, that's the that's the goal for a lot of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but my, my season's been done since like 2012. Like, all right, I know 2016, but fuck. Help. It, I think, that, in all seriousness, no, I do think this offseason is going to be crazy and unusual. Like, I know last year got pretty crazy with the Odell trade. And a couple but I of, think there's a lot of, there's a lot of I th- quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Because we didn't even mention what's, what's going to happen with Bridgewater. Bridgewater, Winston, yeah. Cam, Rivers, yeah. Brady. Yeah. Ta- I assume Tannehill's going back. But I think Tannehill goes yeah, back. Tannehill and Prescott, I would assume, are going back. But Wow, Dak. I didn't even think about Dak. Yeah. So, I think just seeing all those big-name quarterbacks there is kind of fascinating. Shit, do you think, like, Jacksonville cuts ties with Nick Foles? I know they still have to pay him, but do you think they just go with the young buck? I think you should at this point. Nick, that move for Foles was always preposterous to me. Like, the guy had a couple of flashes of greatness. Like, there was nothing ever consistent about Foles. I'll die on this hill by myself. Carson Wentz should be getting a percentage of Nick Foles' contract. Keanu Neal should. If you watch that game, that throw, I was in the press box, threw a YOLO bomb and bounced off Keanu Neal's. Next thing you know, Torrey Smith, one of the last games he ever played, fell to him. So, yeah, Keanu Neal's definitely up there, man. I, by the way, man, I hope Keanu Neal recovers well. Man, two torn Achilles. That's quite possibly worse. But, yeah, uh, this offseason is going to be crazy. I, I think there will be a lot of moving pieces. Like we talked about the Patriots, the Cowboys, you know, the Raiders. Because, mm-hmm. you know, John, Gr- John Gruen's cooking up something. I don't know what John Gruen's going to do. He's going to pay some 30, 35-year-old. Yeah. Well, what happens with Derek Carr, too? Uh, he's so expendable, man. I know, but, like, is he on a new team? Could be. And then you got to think of all these these teams that are going to have new quarterbacks going into next year. Like, quarterbacks, new the, the the new era of their quarterbacks, right? Like Drew Locke in Denver. You're going to have Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. You're going to have Baker again. You're going to have Daniel Jones going into a full year. You're going to have all these guys where it's going to be interesting to see how shit plays out, man. Yes. Do you go with Gardner Minshew? You know, what happens in Pittsburgh? Who knows? Like, yo, Ben's been talking about retiring now for three years. Who knows if Ben's like... Mo- I think he's now actually motivated. Yeah? Yeah. I think he was motivated, obviously motivated going into this year, but now he, all the, you know, we got to say, cancers in the locker room are yeah. gone. You know, he's got, and now he's got young players around him. You're going to laugh, but what happens with Miami? At least Miami sucked, but they were like, yo, we're going to suck. You made fun of me for liking Miami like weeks ago. Yeah. So why are you going to Miami like that? Yo, how about this? How about this? Shady, shady, most impactful player of 2019. You ready for this? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, just the way he's impacted the draft? No. What happens if they don't beat the Pats? Pats get a bye week. Kansas City now has to play four games in the playoffs. I think Kansas City would whoop New England. Yeah. No, I understand that, yeah. but I think it's completely different. Oh, but you're... Kansas City would have played Tennessee in the first round. Yeah, Ooh, and, and then and then you know then you have to go to Foxborough. Wow. You know, well, I... we said the same thing about the Seahawks uh, Niners game. Yeah. So, but this was way more low key. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah, because at least the Seahawks and the Niners both. Ryan Fitzpatrick will have a meaningful role in football to like 2020. Bro, Andy Reid. Andy Reid, when they found out that the Patriots lost, said, salute to Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's like, thanks, Miami. Thank you, Ryan. It's like, 
Yeah, dude. I, I think that's big. I think that's huge. He did. He can't deny it. Huge, you know. So him, him and Devonte Parker, man. Devonte Parker got paid. That's one free agent you won't find there. Yeah, Devonte Parker. Finally, <laughs> people have been waiting for Devonte. Six Parker. years in the making. Yeah, fuck. Good for him, though, man. Good you, for him. you you can't draft him in the thirteenth round anymore in your fancy drafts, yeah, hoping yeah, for yeah, a Drew. Yeah. You got to get him eighth round this year. All right, guys. Moving forward, uh, Allen's going to be popping in and out um, a lot more in March when we get um, some of this stuff, like the top twenty-fives list will be coming out, and then March Madness and all that. Um, but moving forward, it's going to be a lot of podcasts and chills. I got some stuff lined up for the Thursday pods for NBA. Ippy's going to be coming back every now and then. And I got some guests lined up too. Um, yeah, a lot of UFC stuff, soccer moving forward. We'll get a baseball preview. I'm actually recording something with uh, two buddies of mine over the weekend. So yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for supporting the show at Veterans Minimum across all social media outlets. Alan, where can they find you? Alan underscore Sturk. That's A-L-L-E-N underscore S-T-R-K. You can find me at The Lamb Show on all social media outlets, and we will catch you guys next time on VM, baby. Oh, and last but not least, the very least, the highest of highs, Nick Chavez, Ryan Pisner, Christopher Velasquez, Bo Clore, Corey Johnson Hoops, Derek Pleiades, Daniel Gibson. First of all, shout out to Daniel Gibson and to Ryan Pisner, both of you guys won our Super Bowl Patreon boxes. Uh, Ryan got $150 and is getting some custom merch. And Daniel Gibson, I'm sending him some merch as well. And then my guy, my buddy Tommy, won two boxes. So shout out to you guys, members of the franchise tag and the Supermax. Thank you all so much for the support for the show. And uh, also while I'm at it, Nick Chavez, Ryan Pisner, Bo Clore, and Daniel Gibson in particular, as well as I'm looking through the list right now. Just a quick little shout-out, quick little shout-out. Um, let's throw Tammy in there, too. She's close enough to it. Uh, Sam Quick and Eric Irwin. You guys have all surpassed or are close to $300 all-time for the show donations. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. Your money is being spent really well on the program. So thanks again to all the members of the Patreon, but in particular, those of you that I rattled off. Bay Bay. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.